It is February 15th, 2023, and welcome to episode 182 of Fault Lines, the National Security Institute's podcast that gets you quickly up to speed three times a week on the national security and foreign policy debates shaking up America. So today we've got our usual lineup. I'm joined by Les Munson, NSI's original senior fellow, Jamil Jaffer, my boss and NSI's founder and executive director, and of course, myself, Jessica Jones, uh, NSI's deputy executive director. We're talking about a story that came out on Monday. A Moldovan president, Maya Sandu, accused Russia of plotting to overthrow her country's pro-Western government. She said the plan included sabotage and militarily trained people disguised as civilians, carrying out violent acts, attacks on government buildings, and taking hostages. Her remarks follow Ukrainian President Zelensky's warning from Ukrainian intelligence that it intercepted a detailed Russian plan to destabilize Moldova. And Moldova says it has confirmed Ukraine's intelligence. Uh, Yesterday, Moldova closed its airspace. NATO secretary um, said on February 13th that the alliance would discuss increased aid for Moldova uh, in the face of this Russian threat. Amidst all of this, Moldova's pro-Western government resigned. And uh, we have U.S. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby saying that the U.S. can't confirm the report, but did call Moldova's allegations deeply concerning and a page out of Mr. Putin's playbook. To add to this tension, uh, Moldovan officials said last week that a Russian missile had entered its airspace en route to Ukraine from the Black Sea. Um, and as some background, Moldova is a former Soviet um, state. It's made up of about 2.6 million people, and it borders Ukraine and Romania. It's seeking to join the EU and was awarded candidate status last June. Uh, and, you know, reports have indicated that there's been some serious discussions about kind of locking Moldova into a broader military alliance in the face of what's going on in uh, Ukraine. So the first question I pose to the team is, what do we make about this crazy story coming out of Europe? You know, do we believe it? How serious are, you know, Russian destabilization efforts, whether it's in Moldova or former Soviet governments? Less. You seem interested. Well, Jones, I'm going to, yeah, Jones, I'm going to go ahead and jump in. I think uh, this story is entirely plausible. Russia has been interfering in Moldovan affairs for years. There are, in fact, already Russian troops in the, you know, kind of the breakaway region of Transnistria, which is part of Moldova. So this is, this is not new. This idea of Russian interference in Moldovan affairs is not new. It's been going on for a very long time. Of course, Moldova used to be part of the Soviet Union. This history goes back a long time. Moldova is a tiny country, but it is clearly looking to move to the West and embrace democracy, liberal human rights values, and all of those things. And that is, that is to be applauded and supported by the West. But I think in the, in the current context here, of, of this recent news coming out of Moldova, we should be thinking of this in terms of the conflict in Ukraine. Russia is trying to distract the West, those who are allied with Ukraine from what Russia is really doing, which is massing troops in Eastern Ukraine and making and getting ready to launch a new, new offensive. It may have already begun uh, in an attempt to double down on the invasion from last year. So yes, we need to be concerned about what's happening in Moldova, but let's not keep our, but let's keep our eye on the ball on what's happening in Eastern Ukraine. Look, I don't, I think Les is right that, that Russian aggression in this region is, is a real thing. It's been going on for years. Um, uh, since the invasion of Crimea, uh, and maybe even before, uh, the Russians have been in Transnistria causing problems. I don't even, I don't even think calling it a breakaway republic is really fair. It's really a, yet another Russian stoked effort. Uh, but look, Moldova has its own problems. This isn't just about a Russian coup, right? The government didn't just resign because 
you know, the Russians are causing problems. I mean, the government has had problems with massive inflation, high energy prices. There are refugees coming across the border from Ukraine. Um, you know, there's there's tons of stuff going on. It's Europe's poorest country. It's a tiny little country, 2.5 million people total. Um, but it's it's obvious. It's also the the the, the poorest country. So. While the, while the president remains in place, the prime minister has been is being replaced by another presidential aide. So it's not like the government's fallen and we're not going to have another pro-Western government um, in Moldova going forward. Uh, look, NATO's really involved, right? NATO, Moldova's been engaged with NATO since 1992. Uh, they joined the Cooperation Council back then after the breakup of the Soviet Union. They've been a partnership for peace country for a number of years. Uh, just last year, uh, NATO committed a significant amount of, of, of money to uh, resilience and, 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 and those type of efforts, civil defense efforts in Moldova. So we're doing a ton in that country. To be honest with you, the real what we really need to do is to push back on Russian aggression in Transnistria, where it looks a lot like eastern Ukraine. Um, and and rather than being worried about these these coup allegations that maybe are being spun up by by a friendly government in Moldova, you know, Zelensky, you know, obviously, you know, trying to get in the mix as well. Right? I don't know whether it's true or not. It really doesn't matter. The Russians are the problem in Transnistria. We need to focus on that. Less is right, and we need to focus on what they're really doing, which is actual no kidding war. In Ukraine, the fact that a Russian missile overflew, violated, you know, uh, Moldovan airspace. It's not like a Chinese spy balloon floating over Montana. So, you know, I mean, let's be real. Well, let's, you mentioned Transistor, but you kind of it, it wasn't the focus the same way Jamil is, which is we got to do. That's where we should our eyes should be. And that's what we should talk about. You just kind of like glossed over it. So are you glossing over the Russians there and just keep your eyes on Ukraine? Yeah, I've had a long tradition of glossing over uh, the Russian presence in Transnistria. I've been doing that for years. Uh, no, I, I'm not trying to gloss over it. It's significant. Uh, but but let's let's be clear here. This is this is Russia trying to destabilize a vulnerable government in Europe. The who's going to care about this? The Romanians are going to care. Moldova's on the border of Romania. Romania has been a stalwart member of the anti-Russia alliance in the Ukraine conflict. Uh, this is Russia attempting to undermine. Uh, Romanian support for our effort in Ukraine. That's what this is about. Let's Moldova for Moldova's sake is a concern. Don't get me wrong, but it is not in the top five list of U.S. national security concerns. What's going on in Ukraine is the U.S. government needs to keep its eye on the ball. This is for both the president and Congress. Yes, we should be concerned about the Sandu administration and make sure she has what she needs to do the right thing in Moldova. But let's let's focus on the war in Ukraine. That's what matters. That's where our interests are at risk. Yeah, I, I look. I agree. I agree with us on that point. Although I will say. We don't want to have another sort of Russian little agreement effort that, that explodes in Moldova. And this Transnistria thing is a real problem. So I agree, though, the, the big picture is Ukraine. That's what we ought to be focused on. And, you know, it, I mean, it, it's going to get bad, as Les points out, with this with this upcoming potential Russian offensive. It could get bad. It was like a Valentine's Day gift. I just got Les and Jamil to agree on something. With that, that's a wrap. Thanks to Brooke Agacon <laughs> and Rachel Domino from NSI and Claude Jennings, as always, for their help producing today's episode. Join us again on Friday for another great episode of Fault Lines, our podcast that gets you smart fast on the national security debates shaking up America. And if you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.